welcome back to Cinemegan Theaters. We're on week seven, so if this was days of the week, you would be on Sunday again. Ooh. Um, it is Sunday, yay! It is Sunday, yeah. So we just watched All the Boys Always and Forever, which is the third and final installment of To All the Boys trilogy, saga, series, whatever you would like to call it. It was directed by Michael Fimangnari. Uh, and it was released two days ago, which was February 12th, 2021. Uh, at the time of this viewing and recording, it is Valentine's Day, and I'm celebrating it with some pals. Say hello, pals. Hello. <laughs> so I'm like, no one's going to talk. Um, <laughs> so I haven't, I will admit, I did not go too much into research as I usually do. Like, I'll try to, like, watch, like, I'll try to read like a few articles or watch like a video essay on this on the particular movie um but because I'm a huge fan of this series and obviously I hadn't seen it before because it's only been out for 48 hours I really wanted to experience it and I'm glad we were able to experience it firsthand all together with like live commentary <laughs> throughout it um but I did have like a few points of discussions because this past weekend I have been screening the first two and didn't record those discussions but like definitely talked a bit afterwards and yeah so the first point of discussion that I guess I could bring up is kind of like the, the genre of this movie of whether or not it's like a, rom a romance movie a coming of age movie a little bit of both um I'll open it up to the floor if anyone has anything to comment on that. Um, but I also have like three more bullet points I could go just to. Would you guys want me to like list it and then we can kind of just have a discussion from that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we want to go, I don't. I don't mind. Okay. I'll actually because I feel like this that question I just asked like kind of dives into this. So, so I was curious before watching this movie is if the characters develop enough. For my liking, like my my personal liking for the characters of this movie to develop, um, meaning as if like meaning as okay. Let me get my words together. When I say like, do the characters develop enough? Uh, that's definitely a per personal preference. But I guess I'm asking like, does this movie rely too much on cliches or tropes of whichever genre it falls into, if even multiple genres? Uh, I also would like to talk about the directorial choices because I know, I'm so sorry, Michael, but we are not too big of fans of To All the Boys, P.S. I, st I Still Love You. Uh, definitely, <laughs> like after watching the first one, the second one kind of flops. We can discuss how this one either continues that floppage or if it maybe excels a little bit better. And then I would love... Uh, then going off that, I would love to compare and contrast all three movies <laughs> because this is great. I haven't felt this way since like Twilight came out when I was like in sixth grade. <laughs> so oh here God. I am at 22 and I'm thriving. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, actually, yeah, can we dive into the question? Like, do you guys believe the characters in this, only in this movie? Okay, so like, let's forget the first two exist, but like within this movie, uh, always and forever. Do you guys believe that this movie relies too much on cliches or tropes, or is it like, do the characters have enough say in their own actions? If, if we were 
basing it off of all three movies, I would say that it would rely a lot on cliches and tropes. Mm -hmm. But I have to give it to Lara Jean in this movie just for the fact that she decided to go to NYU. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I feel like... And if this was her in the first movie, she just would have went to the other college and just done what she thought she should have done. But she grew enough and was like, no, I'm going to put myself first. I'm not going to listen to what Peter wants me to do. I'll take it into consideration. But ultimately, I fell in love with New York City. I'm going to New York City. Mm-hmm. And just kind of just was like, I love this relationship. I love Peter. But like, I need to put myself out there. And I think that was a good growing moment. Yeah. yeah I think... Was- no, you can go. Oh, oh are you sure? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, like, definitely her taking that step for her is, like, a big move on her because a lot of it is, like, I love Peter and, like, like I'm here for Peter. And, like, I'll always love you. And, like, clearly taking that step for herself was, like, a really big thing. So I think that for, in her case, um, the characterization pretty, like, significant, but... Like, for Peter, not so much. I mean, maybe so with his dad, but, like, I think the turnaround with, like, him sudden, with him dumping Largine, being like, you're breaking us up, and then all of a sudden just being like, I love you, Largine. Mm-hmm. I, like, <laughs> of course you should go to New York. Also, that whole, uh, his letter that he wrote in the yearbook, did anyone else think that, like, it was just, it sounded really fake? Like as he was saying it, because hmm. that's the vibe that I, agree I with got. That to that yeah, it yeah. kind of just felt like he was saying it to say it to kind of like progress the movie forward. Because I feel like you're yeah. right; that was like a quick turnaround from like I'm breaking up with you to like here, sign my new contract. Like, I think it would have made yeah. sense if like maybe the dad had given him advice then, because it goes from one scene to the next so dramatically. Like, there's no linkage between scenes yeah. of his turn. Yeah, there's like a breakup, and then there's like two or three scenes, <laughs> and there's like, where he's not involved at all in the next two or three scenes, and then there's just him being like, I still love you, oh my god, I fucked up. It's like, oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect a 17-year-old to be so introspective. Yeah. Breaking up with somebody so quickly like that. But I just... I have to... Uh, Lara Jean, like, definitely, I think, does become more I guess yeah like self-aware of herself because even like Matt was saying like throughout the past like two movies it's just like oh Peter Peter I love Peter I love Peter I'll do this anything I'll do anything for Peter um but this movie she's finally like being she's given the opportunity to take a step back and she's like okay what do I love like about yeah but she doesn't doesn't really do it on her own she's not completely autonomous because she does have to wait for her friend to correct her when she tries to make the decision to go to Berkeley when she tries to fix the shattered relationship by going back to her original plan. Um, Also, she doesn't show a lot of growth with the news of the college acceptance, but she's acting like how most 17-year-olds would act. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think considering her age, I think that the director and the writer did a very good job showing how the people in her life influenced her decision yeah especially the wedding scene i think i think she grew in that scene like out of i i know i said like in the beginning when i asked this question i was like don't think of the first two movies but now i'm gonna bring in the first <laughs> two movies with this statement but like looking at every or thinking back on every scene 
of all three movies, I think the scene that she grew the most was the wedding scene. Because she realized she's like, I, like there's more to life than just romantic love. Um, at that particular instance, granted, like Peter comes back. But um, like mm. she even said, she was like, I'm so happy, but I'm also so sad. And that's like, I think that's very mature of her because I think in again like correct me if anyone else has like other thoughts on this but I think a very immature way of like looking at her dad's wedding after her breakup would be for sure to be like oh how could we have a wedding I just got broken up with my high school boyfriend like um yeah, the fact exactly. that she's able to contribute and be like very just like she's able to appreciate it the same way she would have like with or without Peter shows that like right. she is she is growing like she they're there, she's not a lost cause you know what I mean? like with love <laughs> she knows what's right versus wrong um which is a huge I development mean, for the character i thought that from the very beginning of this movie i saw her growth because like when she accidentally told peter that she was going to stand for like she got in mm-hmm. and that whole thing i really thought that she wasn't going to tell him for a long time and like in past like the first two movies her communication with him like whatever she was feeling or whatever was going on was like not there and then she told her almost she told him almost right away this time that's true so like right when i saw that i was like yes yes growth yeah we all thought throughout the movie that this was that was going to be the main plot point and coming in and Mm -hmm. out within 20 minutes thank god yeah like yay character development (laughs) Because, like, so much, these, a lot of these, like, Netflix movies are just, like, coming of age movies, I feel like, thrive off of, like, some communication. I guess because I'm also thinking of, like, The Kissing Booth and, like, shit like that with, like, Joey King's characters, like, not communicating shit. Um, like, Lara Jean definitely stepped up her game. To go back to the wedding scene also, um, I think the choice to, like, separate like, because they had, like, the slow, like, the part that was, like, slowed down with, like, her and her family, and she like, I'm really gonna miss, like, my dad, like, my stepmom, my sisters, like, really taking that in and realizing that, like, I think taking that separation from, like, having, like, a romantic love, but, like, appreciating, like, those around you, like, yeah, I'm glad she didn't make it all about her. Like, thank fucking God. Yeah. So I was afraid that was yeah. that was gonna happen. Because I feel like her in like the first movie might have done that. <laughs> like, I and I just recently re- rewatched the first two movies this weekend, and yeah, like Cassie said, the communication, just like how she processes her emotions, it's yeah, it it changes over time, which is accurate too. Just growing up, that's why I I consider this more of like a coming of age series and like a romantic. Movie. Like, it has romantic elements in it, but, like, she's learning more about herself than, like, I don't know, romance. She's still kind of, like, a hopeless romantic, um, which, that could be positive, it also could be negative, um, but I think she's learning what makes her more happy at the end of the day. Um, I think it's more of a romantic comedy. Mm Mm-hmm. A coming of age story. 
because everything is centered around their relationship except for wedding scene true like when i think of like coming of age i would think of like lady that's true. and i don't personally i don't like that movie but like it focuses so much on her you can and her relationship now. with her mother <laughs> what i said you can leave now <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I don't like Lady Bird. Lady Bird's great. Okay, we're, we're, not, we're not getting into this right now. Lady Bird's great. Um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig is has- no wrong. Yeah. I guess, yeah, with that point. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you think, at this point. That it's more of a for me, it's though. more of a coming... I think it's staged as a rom-com. But for me, I feel like it's more like a coming of age because I don't laugh as much except when the little sisters in the scene mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. scene that's really the only time i really find the movie funny but i still enjoy it throughout so that's i don't know that's why i feel like it's more of a coming of age story because it's not i don't not to shit on it but i don't like even like all three of the movies i don't think it's super funny throughout the movie the first one was still, funny it's the first one's the best one it has it's the funniest it's the most entertaining story. It's the most compelling story. But even that one, it's like, it's not like, uh, like laugh out loud, like just super funny movie that you just like can't stop laughing at, except when the little sister's in the scene. Yeah. It's more just like a compelling story about these, about Laura Jean trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with her love life. Yeah. And what she wants from that particular aspect of her life yeah even if she like wants it because in the second one she's like like not that she's questioning if she wants to be in a really i guess like she is questioning if she wants to be in a relationship with peter specifically like hmm. she could have had john ambrose that's I all i would pick john yep. in a heartbeat mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um yeah, I guess, okay, because this was the same director, so, yeah, they changed directors for the second one, and then Mikey over here got to direct, and he actually was the DP for this movie, because when I actually, I googled him earlier today, and he's more known for his cinematography than actual, like, director roles, um, but I'm curious, like, if you guys, because, okay, just to go back on the second one, the second, the first and the second movie, it is so evident that is directed by different people, especially considering the first one was directed by a woman, and then, um, they yeah they changed directors yeah, to this yeah. guy, and I'm thinking like it's most evident in that scene where like she's like lip singing, um, moral of the story in the like the hallway, and it just looks like a really bad music video. Um, <laughs> like it, it's just like I remember watching that, and I turned to like Vernon and Sienna, and I was like, "What are we watching?" Um, but I, I thought he did a pretty decent job at this one. The only thing that like really bothered me a lot, um, was the title cards because they in the second one he did title cards a lot too but they were the banners throughout the high school so like kind of blended in but this one it just was like powerpoint slide like (laughs) it just looked really odd so that was like my my only complaint um and then i'm sometimes i'm 
I don't really like overhead shots, especially when it's like of food, because it just like I don't know why this is gonna sound really weird, but it just reminds me of La La Land. I don't know why overhead shots of food remind me of La La Land, but they do. Um, and I just like didn't really enjoy that, but I think in the first one there were a lot of overhead shots, so I'm okay with keeping it in in all three movies then, because. The first one kind of set the stage for that uh, artistic choice. Um, but yeah, not. I think this was a good comeback for him <laughs> after the second one. Now, yeah. were there any article? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Were there any articles online as to why? I don't know how much research you did. Why the first director didn't come back for the sequel? Was she asked? Was she not? Because my question is. Is also how did the second one do numbers wise for them? Because it, that's gonna also play a factor in why they brought him back. Mm -hmm. But considering that our collective opinion of the second one is that it's not good, I can only imagine what how many other people might feel the same way. Yeah. So usually when that's a thing, they don't bring back the same director because they they want a new perspective on it. So I'm wondering a why the why um. The director of the first movie wasn't brought back, and B, why they brought this one back? I guess because it's yeah. kind of like, oh, here's your second chance. Like, yeah, don't screw the it up again. The first one has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think it's like, it's definitely like certified fresh. The first one, and then the second one, I think, is like either in the sixties or the seventies for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so I probably should have done research on this now i'm curious and if i find any articles i'll be sure to post them in hashtag kansas um but i i don't know because also like with movies where because uh, not bring this back to twilight um <laughs> there's a lot of comparisons you could make with twilight that's, i agree yeah with that, okay okay yeah so that's a good point like i guess i i am I wouldn't be surprised if it would be like, I don't know what the reason was for that director to also leave after the first Twilight, but like, I don't know if it's just like, if it's kind of asked back for the next movie. Was, she was not asked back. She wasn't asked back. No, that morons, I know for a fact. Morons. Um, Cause she did. I sometimes, <laughs> I sometimes think that often with female directors, what happens is that, is that they're hired, do the initial film and it's kind of, know to see whether or not it's successful and then if it's successful if it makes a lot of money they ask for the male director because it's successful because it's high paying um, that's honestly that's my up. Yeah. that is my theory just because i've seen the pattern um and it makes yeah, sense no, so they didn't know whether sense. or not the first they didn't know whether or not the, the first film was going to be successful and then it blew up and so of course Sometimes richer male professionals can, you know, buy out another director sometimes too. I want to do this film because I know that I will make more money, kind of an investment. Um, and they invested in the film because it was successful. But the female director directed the initial one that they didn't know whether or not it was going to be popular. That's my theory. I just actually did a Google search because I was very curious about why uh, her name is Susan Johnson, why Susan Johnson didn't come back. And this is the statement from her that I found. And it says, directing to all the boys I've loved before has been one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I'm grateful to the fans for their passionate support of the film. 
she said in a statement. Due to the timing of my other projects, I won't be directing the sequel, but as an executive producer, I am looking forward to continuing to share Lara Jean's story and being part of this franchise. So, okay, so she was contributing it wasn't, to the film. It wasn't as if she wasn't asked back, it seems like. Well, they could always be PRing it and making it seem like that. Yeah. But Because now like I want to do digging where I'm like, what were these other projects? <laughs> Girl, I'm already on top of it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was happening at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, because she did a really good job, but like again, like it's it's a pattern we're used to, which is not cool in any which way. Like Hollywood, we see your game. The work for the profit, and then <laughs> the profit going to somebody else. As you think it might be. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's saying that like when at least when you do an initial Google search for her names. It doesn't. She doesn't have anything that's put out okay. after 2018, but she is credited in last year's release of the To All the Boys PS mm-hmm. I still love. Uh, so I don't know. I'm gonna look at her IMDb. Yeah. Because I would have. I think I this series is. I mean, like, I don't know. I was talking and just like texting people all last week and this weekend about how excited we were to watch it so like the movie was was the movies have been good like up until this point even like the third one I really enjoyed they got me tearing up over here a little bit um even which I don't think has happened in a while but yeah um but now I'm just thinking I was like if Susan had like directed this like (laughs) She was. I know she's not directed it, but she executive produ- according to her IMDb, she executive produced this one and the last one. Okay. And she's directed obviously the first one as we were talking about, but doesn't have any more recent projects. So, I don't know. Even for anything. Yeah, I'll see if like she has a website mm-hmm. or something too. Because that's that's interesting. Yeah, that is suspicious. Yeah. Basically, cool. what we're taking away from this is that Susan Johnson's amazing and she should be hired for more things. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, like, again, like, these movies were good, but, like, especially the second one, like, probably just, like, with the same perspective, especially if you have a director who has actually been part of the teenage girl, like, audience before, like, you already have, like, like a sense, I don't know, like, I feel like you don't really have, like, a sense of, like, what is to be expected and like what creative yeah. choices can be made for this to like excel farther because the fir- again the first one was like phenomenal so good a classic um <laughs> but yeah so anything specific that like you guys really enjoyed about this final installment of the trilogy other than like the wedding scene, I liked the pace of it. I I don't like the um like you had brought up the cards that he used. I think there'd be easier and better ways to convey like passage of time and like mm-hmm. new settings for everything. But I do like the pace of it. It wasn't like really quick. It kind of was like boom, boom. It hit all the the beats as like it should have that you were expecting. That's a, yeah, because uh, I when I watched the trailer too. You know, they're in, like, Seoul, and then they're in, they're back in Oregon, then they're in New York City, then they're in Oregon. And it's like, oh, she has to pick. So even the trailer seemed like it was going to be, like, 
a really good essay at like the last paragraph is like, I really enjoyed the book and this is why. Okay, bye. Thanks. <laughs> Give me an A. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I thought, I, I agree. It was good pacing throughout the entire thing. I didn't feel rushed even with like the New York City scenes, which I think was like, I don't know. What was that? Probably like a 10 minute scene or like sequence or whatever. I also like that they yeah. went to most of the touristy stuff because I always get like, sus when I see a movie and I've been using the word sus a lot this time I apologize if anyone hates that word um <laughs> but yeah like they went to the Macy's like that's the best I love that they went to the Macy's for like a landmark as part of their field trip that was great and that um the friend called it out how like this was ridiculous because <laughs> I mean, like, I w I've gone on field trips before where we, like, go visit someplace, and, like, the teacher takes us to, like, a deli, and it's like, this is, like, the best deli. I'm like, it's, it's like, a deli. Like, it's nothing special. <laughs> There's no significance to it other than you like the sandwiches. <laughs> I really like that Lori Jean didn't just go to Stanford. She wasn't just accepted Stanford, but she got to choose where she wanted to go because she liked New York City, even though... I feel like that was kind of rushed or just not well written because like she was in like New York City for like a day and a half and she was just like oh I love it and I'm this is where I want to be for the rest mm -hmm. for my entire college experience but I like the fact that she was able to choose it and I think that also somewhat subverted the um rom-com trope of where it was just like and like how Laura Jean like I think someone said like earlier like Laura Jean was kind of just like for the for the first two movies which is like I love him I'll do anything for him. And then she kind of just like made her own decision of what she wanted to be and like what she wanted to do for her life. Mm -hmm. Also, it wasn't just about geography too. followed the sister's advice and she actually looked into the program and she looked into what she would be doing and the institution itself, who she would be learning from. They brought education into it as well. So I'm glad that film kind of diverged from the geography aspect and they even said it with words geography isn't the most important thing mm -hmm. how you will grow and what you will learn is the most important aspect of your college experience yeah <laughs> so I am still doing research on things, and I just came across an article that states that might bring up a really good question for this discussion. Mm -hmm. It says that in obviously these movies are based off of books, yep. and in the book, the ending of the book is different than the ending of the movie. So, should I spoil Good the ending tell. of the book? Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Can you post it in Kansas actually, so we could all? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll copy and paste it right now. Um, it's Wait, from like before you, say that, before you say the ending, I just want to say that my biggest gripe with this movie, even though I liked it better than the second one by a lot, mm -hmm. is that they end up together. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, I'm also a cynic. So I just want to see a romantic comedy where the people don't end up together at the end because that's fine. And that would be fine. Mm -hmm. Like they're 17 years old and whatever. Like they still, but, they still could care about each other, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, he said some wild shit and like when he broke up to her and it's like they're just gonna get back together after that because he wrote a letter in the yearbook. Yeah, that makes That's sense. Very true. Also, yeah. this is like their third time breaking up since they've gotten together. Third time's the charm. <laughs> like uh 
I don't know, usually, like, one time the guy breaks up with me, I'm, like, done. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but if it's over a long period of time, I remember with my high school boyfriend, even after we broke up, we kind of kept seeing each other because it's just hard to mm-hmm. say goodbye to somebody you grew up with. You know, like, here was the guy I was with from the time I was, like, 16 to college. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of growth takes place, and it's kind of... Saying goodbye to your childhood in a way. I, I definitely get that. I definitely get the going back. And now as a 22-year-old adult, I wouldn't. But as a teenager, also like experiencing your sexuality for the first time and having a sexual relationship with that person while growing with that person, of course, a 17-year-old would go back. That's okay. You're thinking with hormones. You're not thinking with know what happened in the past i think that you are in the moment when you're that age that's a good point that's a good point what was the ending of the book okay so um it says here on let me give the credit to the website it's capital fm cool (laughs) but um it it says okay is it what legit yeah i just yeah i looked at the link uh, fans of the book will already be rolled. Take two. Fans of the book will already know the ending. The pair split after Laura Dream- Laura Jean drunkenly breaks up with Peter because the long distance is too much for her to handle. But unsurprisingly, the pair reconcile their romance at the end, with many questions still left unanswered. But the hopes of their love keep going. So the ending is pretty much I I kind of similar, but that but like she broke up with him drunkenly like it's different than how he ended things and what he said to her so i'm curious if you would have got you guys would have liked that ending a bit better or if you like this ending or so what they went to they went to college she gets drunk at college and breaks up with him after they're already at college was the ending of the book or is it still in high school I think they're still in high school because it says after learning she's been accepted to college, uh, Laura Jean is left with a hard decision between her future and her relationship because she's farther away, blah, 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 blah. So I, I think it was maybe before college. Okay. And they, wait, sorry, again. They didn't get back together by the end of the book. It was just like open-ended. No, it says, no, but unsurprisingly, the pair reconcile their romance. So... But at the same time, I hate to say this, but, like, sometimes people believe that, like, drunken words are sober thoughts. So maybe that's what she really wanted to do, but then that's just putting words in her mouth. Yeah. So. a questionable Yeah. right there. (laughs) Like, um, huh. Mm. Well, I guess Tim and Megan Peters will be opening up a book club starting this Monday. <laughs> oh Yo, God. Target always has those books for like 20% off, so we're good. Everyone, yeah, I'll send you all a copy. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, we don't have to pay for this? You're going to buy us all a copy? Thanks, Megan. So, Tim Megan Peters is the best. <laughs> um, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do another sequel. I don't, I, I don't think I don't so. Think I, I, so. I, I, when Sometimes I, they do that. Like, Sometimes things conclude seemingly and then they pop back up. Yeah. Oh, I think if they were to do oh, one. Wait, you go. Netflix okay, I think can't they, stop making movies. Oh, what? 
I was gonna say, I think if they do do it, like another movie, I think it would be like years down the line. I don't think that it would be like next year. At least I hope it's not. Yeah. Because there's just there's so much. They need to grow even more. I want to see them at different stages of their lives. I'm done with this. Like it's been like a month. Are we still a thing? Like. Um, <laughs> cannot stop making movies with Noah Sentinel, so I don't think they're all. <laughs> that sequence of like when uh, the Spice Girls wannabe was like playing, that mm-hmm. was one of the best sequences I've seen in a, in a pretty long time. I mean, I'm keeping track of how many movies I watched this year, and I think. What is it? This the one soundtrack for this movie was so yeah, good. Yeah, this was a really good soundtrack. Sorry, so, that was sad. It was really good. But just like her her dream sequence of like them going off to school and then like getting married and like buying a house and like her getting pregnant <laughs> with his baby, like that was such a good sequence. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know. It's just like I was fully able to like understand like that sequence had made it so we could fully like see where her mind is because like sometimes like throughout the like this season oh my gosh this series like I'll be honest like sometimes I'm like what are you like I'm, I'm like I'll talk to the screen I'm like what are you thinking like what is going on <laughs> and just being oh my gosh in the second visually. movie we were like what are you doing yeah and just being able to see that visually where it's like yes that's very extreme to be planning out like your first pregnancy with this man who like you've just been like like dating in high school you know it's only been like maybe a year if that but like don't even know who you are yet yeah but it's a very it's a true feeling like that feeling is totally valid and I'm glad that I was able to like like understand where she was coming from it made me connect with her more so in this movie than like the previous ones Um, and and while it seems extreme Oh, and while it's extreme, it's like it makes sense for Lara Jean's character because she's so. What's the word? She's very like codependent. She's codependent, but she's also very like she's a hopeless romantic. Idealistic, and she's very she's like a. Did you say hopeless romantic? Yeah, I did. Like, I mean, I. I kind of yeah. get it because she lost her mother. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that she's not somebody who has had the opportunity to have things look perfect and be perfect, and she hasn't. She hasn't been sheltered, is what I'm saying. This girl has experienced real loss. Mm-hmm. That kind of grief is something that most kids her age have never experienced. And so, you know, you can either become cynical i believe and you can either go against the fairy tale or you can try to reach what you didn't have you know it's not like she had a perfect childhood it's not like her parents marriage was perfect it was very wonderful but then it abruptly ended with her mother's death so of course she's trying to kind of get time back maybe that's the way i think about it i think that she's such a romantic because she's experienced so much loss it's her way of hmm. picking up for that lost time and filling dreams. I could agree with that. Yeah, and that yeah. goes back to like when she said in the first movie, she's like, I don't necessarily open. Like, she has it all in her head, but she doesn't necessarily open it up for others to live through it with her because then, like, they could walk out, possibly. 
or they could leave. Like, the more people, she says in the first movie, the more people you let in, the more possibility it is for people to leave. Hmm. But she's learning. Oh, this is. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. <laughs> I like that she loves the fairy tales and the positives. Mm-hmm. She really hasn't been dealt that in life. Mm-hmm. Like such an optimistic temperament that's so beautiful. <laughs> Somebody who's experienced what she's experienced. I'm so hopeful for her. She's going to love NYU. <laughs> <laughs> She's got so much fun. Why is crazy? Who knows? What? Yo, who knows? So Maybe crazy. John Ambrose. Why you? <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a fourth movie I'd like to see. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> NYU <laughs> is so corrupt. Oh my gosh, my mom was a director at NYU and now runs the Center for Immigrant Education and Faculty. But NYU as and I and I guess any like major oh, really university is all about CIA profit. <laughs> you are gonna say something. <laughs> What? I am recording this in case you're gonna say something because you're like, oh, so no, I'm not gonna say something bad. I'm just saying that like universities are <laughs> all universities, not just one. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but... did anyone else notice her haircut at the end of the film? Yes. No. Yeah, yes. she cut her hair. It's shoulder length now. What? I totally did not notice that. We yeah, totally her moving on and starting a new, and she ch- ch- chopped her hair. Mm-hmm. Love it. The symbolism. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm kind of all out of points of discussion. Does anyone else have anything to add? As any final? How remarks? is she going? How is she going to afford flights back if they want to do? They just have to yeah, drive for breaks. I mean, I mean, okay. did you see the outdoor wedding reception? Oh, I think yeah. they have. Uh, yeah, yeah, their backyard was huge. She's not dressing. What? Yeah, yeah, no, she's pretty pretty. NYU is seventy thousand dollars a year. That's disgusting. <laughs> seventy thousand dollars a year for undergrad at NYU. It's crazy. She probably got some form of scholarships. Probably, yeah. But if she didn't and she got a her parents her her dad's paying for it, good for her. It just <laughs> goes to show how nice their problems were in this particular film. Oh my also, gosh. I mean I think why you or yeah. Berkeley? I, I was joking like um <laughs> before the movie. I was like, Man, I can't wait to experience a movie where they have like like granted these are very real problems and they're completely valid for people who are experiencing them experiencing them. But it's also nice to, like, I don't know, see a graduation where, like, people are together without a mask and less fe- less than six feet apart. Because I'm like, wow, like, remember when that wasn't a problem? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and it was, I don't know, for me, this was just a refreshing, like, huh, whew, we'll get through it. <laughs> it made me feel really bad for current high school. Yeah. yeah. It's just because like, what they could have so and what they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm is so different for them it must really really hurt 
And this was all filmed back in 2019. They, I, cause I, I googled that as well. So I was like, when did they film this? Because they couldn't have filmed it last year. Um, but that they did with what the kissing booth did with they filmed the second one, and then two months later they started production on the third one. So this was all filmed, shot, and done before coronavirus was even announced here in the U.S. Oh wow! So they didn't know. Obviously, no one knew what was to come in 2021. But it's kind of that that bittersweetness mm-hmm. of like seeing them graduate in the year twenty twenty one, but you know that's definitely not going to be how the kids today are going to be graduating, even though it's set in the same time. If that makes sense, yeah. Right. So, so it's like, oh, oh, that's it's very bittersweet. I I feel like this movie can either a hit with current high school students or not depending on how um, how much they feel that they're missing out just watching a rom-com like this yeah it's also going to be about how they they experience it too kind of like is it like oh i wish or like oh man freak them like yeah is it Look at like a fantasy that's enjoyable to watch, or is it just like, wow, all that's these things I'm missing this. out on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so nice. <laughs> and that's why when I, when I saw the 2021 like timestamp I put in the group chat, I was like, oh my god, this takes place like in the future. Like this takes place like next month. Like this would never be happening in real life right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need some kind of miracle for that to happen. <laughs> what if this is all a dream? Yeah, I wake Lara up Jean and it's just like, imagine. yeah, we'll wake up and it'll be like that weekend that like you came over and we like watched SpongeBob, Matt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, Whoa, I mean, that's January great. Twenty twenty again. What? No, no, fuck that, fuck that. We'll wake up, we were still in college. No, no, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to rewrite. I don't want to write my senior project ever. I'm like, if I wake Facts. up and I'm back at purchase, I'm dropping out. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to write a dissertation next year. That's crazy. All right. Well, I'm I, think about that. I don't even know what that is. So, my final wait, my final thought is that the father's decision to just like not date white women, I love it. <laughs> well, he's just like, nah, I'm good on that. I just love it. <laughs> my final that, thought though. is that. <laughs> I really my final thought is that. Oh, oh, you go. Oh, my final thought is that Noah Centineo just. They should stop casting him in so many. Things. They so could do a lot the better. James Dean of our generation. He was, he oh, was casted. Not. Yeah, he's not. Don't do, don't do that, James. <laughs> but he was casted in a movie for Netflix about the GameStop stop that happened two um, fucking weeks ago. They already wrote <laughs> so a movie. Stupid. That. I, so dumb. I, I'll have to apply to be a PA on that. Just that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm glad we got to spend Valentine's Day together. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was different this week with the kind of live commenta- commentary. Um, but it was just a lot of fun because all of us had not seen this movie. Um, I recommend that Matt go see the first two after <laughs> seeing the third Ma'am. And yeah um <laughs> i'm yeah had a lot of fun i hope to see you guys next week uh see you then bye bye bye, bye. bye.